Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Friend, it's so crucial that you know God speaks to you today. And not only that, he strongly desires and yearns to speak with you. Now, religious people will fight me tooth and nail on this. But by the end of the broadcast, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord speaks today through various ways and actually craves a time of fellowship with you. Let me start out by clarifying that God sees you as a unique individual and thinks about you often. Do I have proof of this? Yes. Psalm 139 verses 17 through 18 says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Wow, friend, God wants to communicate with you. His thoughts towards you are almost countless. Now, did you know that before you got saved and accepted Christ Jesus into your heart, God was already speaking to you? He was doing it in two ways, through your conscience and his creation. Let's read Romans 2 verses 14 through 15. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness. Friend, the conscience is a guide that restrains you from transgressing the law of God. It was written within your heart since you were born. But when you were born again, however, there was a carryover of that same conscience, but it became cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and consequently the Holy Spirit now dwells within you. This cleansing of the conscience and simultaneous indwelling of God's Spirit greater enables you to be led by God. So we've established already that we were born with a conscience as a witness to God's existence, but the creation of God is also a witness to us. Let's read Romans 1, 18-20. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Contrary to what most people think, they are not ignorant of God's existence because his majestic creation has already borne testimony to his existence. If you've ever seen a newborn child or a beautiful sunset over the Rocky Mountains or the vast oceans or a Denver Broncos wide receiver catch a pass in the final quarter, third down, sorry, I got carried away there. But these are all beautiful things to behold, my friend. Let me remind you quickly with a few scriptures that God really hears us. Psalm 115, 5-6 says, False gods have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but they cannot see. They have ears but they cannot hear. Even the prophets of Baal cried out, O Baal, answer us. But there was no response. But the God of the Bible says to us, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. In Jeremiah 33, 3. And remember the Apostle John said, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. 1 John 5.14 
Friend, God is not cut off from his creation, but fully engaged with it and involved, even to the extent of speaking and listening to humanity on a daily basis. Now, in the 17th century, a strange false doctrine arose called deism. Basically, people believed that God created everything but distanced himself from his own creation and basically let it run its own course. In other words, it was left entirely to man's decision-making and the forces of cause and effect. Some people still believe this today. One analogy might be that God treated his creation like a wristwatch. He designed it the way he wanted to. He wound it up and let it run. He's not going to interfere with its function. But friend, this is a false teaching. God's word and prayer are the means by which God interacts with humanity today, and he still answers prayer today. Friend, when it comes to hearing God's voice, you must desire to hear him. You must take time to hear him and expect to hear from him. Remember, Jeremiah 29:13 says that you will find God when you seek him with all your heart. So you can't be half-hearted when it comes to hearing God's voice. It's something you must turn your attention to and earnestly seek out his voice. Now let's focus on exactly how God speaks in this dispensation. God speaks primarily in four ways. Number one, through his Logos word. Number two, through the inner witness or intuition. Some people might call that the gut instinct. Number three, through the still small voice. And finally, by the desires of the heart. Now to top that, there are three other ways God can speak to us in addition to these. But I would not focus upon them because they occur by God's divine providence. God can speak to you on rare occasion through an audible voice. He could speak through angels and finally circumstances. Friend, you should not seek for God to speak to you through an audible voice or angels, or even circumstances for that matter, because these three arenas can also be the playground of the enemy because he is the ruler of this world. Remember what I told you before, several cults have been spawned by angels appearing to men which supposedly had new revelation. Friend, there is no new revelation. The canon of scripture is closed. There's only illumination upon existing revelation. The cult of Islam and the cult of Mormonism, amongst others, all originated by the so-called revelations of imposter angels posing as bearers of new revelation. Now, I'm not downplaying the godly role that angels play either, but angels are not all benevolent, friend. It also goes without saying that if you hear anything in your quiet time that doesn't line up with God's word, discard it immediately. We should also not be fleecing God by saying things like, well, if it rains today, I know that the Lord wants me to deposit that check. Or if my friend calls me today instead of texting me, I know this is a sign you want me to pray for them, Lord, etc., etc. Friend, we should be led internally, not externally. We are spirit led, not by the sense realm. Now, back to how God speaks. For me personally, God speaks through his word the most. Secondly, he speaks to me through the inner witness or the voice of the heart. And finally, the still small voice. And it's the same for all of us. But like I said, don't discount the desires of your heart either. The more you walk with the Lord, the more your desires become his. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, along the lines of hearing God's voice, many people are trying to hear a still small voice, but never take the time to read God's word. There are 774,746 words God has already spoken to you in your Bible. You need to open it up and let the Holy Spirit speak to you through his word. Is God going to speak to you with a still small voice if you don't even take the time to listen to what he's already said? 
friend. The Lord has directed me through his word on many occasions. He said, like, go to this scripture, go to this verse. And when I read it is exactly what I needed to hear at the time. Another way he can lead us is through the gut instinct or intuition. Sometimes you can reason a problem out all day in your head. You've done the math, you've figured it out, and you're ready to make a move. But all the while, your gut instinct is telling you the complete opposite. This is the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit, warning you that the path you're about to take is not God's path. Don't override your heart with your head. I've learned that lesson many times. If I'm going to make a decision and I lose peace about it, it's the Lord speaking through my conscience that I'm about to make a mistake. Remember, the conscience is the voice of your spirit man, and we need to keep a tender conscience before the Lord in order to hear him clearly. As I said before, we don't want to injure our conscience by disobeying it many times over. The Holy Spirit convicts us ongoing so that we may return to right standing with the Father, and we can be confident to hear from God when we keep a clear conscience because our hearts are not condemning us. Friend, I want you to know that one of the reasons you might not be hearing God's voice perhaps as clearly as you used to is because of hardness of heart. Consider Hebrews 3.15. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. The scripture then goes on to discuss why the children of Israel failed to enter the promised land, and it was because of their unbelief. In fact, the most glaring example of hardness of heart, preventing the perception of God's voice, or spiritual things for that matter, is perhaps the Jewish leaders and Pharisees of Jesus' time. Jesus made the observation of this to his disciples in Matthew thirteen fifteen, when he said, For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. The hardness of their heart caused them to close their eyes and made them dull of hearing. The Apostle Paul later addressed Jewish leaders at Rome in Acts 28:27, speaking of the hardness of heart of their forefathers who were the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes and lawyers. He then repeats this passage from the book of Isaiah, which describes the hearing becoming dull as they continued in their obstinate state. And finally, there is the still small voice. It is once again coming from our heart, and we can hear the still small voice of God. In Isaiah chapter 30, verses 19 through 21, it says, He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he, God, hears it, he will answer you. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Wow specific directions from God. He can speak to you that way, friend. He can be very specific when he wants to be. But the hard part sometimes is getting quiet enough to listen and not get distracted by the busyness of our souls. Sometimes it can take me 10 to 20 minutes just to clear my head properly, get still before the Lord and position myself to hear his voice. Remember also, you're meeting with the Lord for fellowship. We need to start out by worshiping him and thanking him for who he is. Many times the Lord has told me he loves me and not to worry about stuff. Not every message that comes from him is grandiose. These times with the Lord can just be fun. Like I said before, some people don't believe that God can speak to you today. But when they say this, they are actually making God out to be a liar. Because he said he speaks to us. Remember John chapter 10 verse 3. It says that the sheep, that's us, hear his voice. And again in verse 14, it also reveals that we know the shepherd's voice instinctively when he speaks. 
Further on in the passage, in John 10, 27 of the same chapter, it says, My sheep hear my voice. Friend, the Lord speaks to us. We cannot deny this scriptural truth. We instinctively know this truth. We instinctively know his voice. It will witness within our hearts. Jesus also later talked about the arrival of the Spirit of Truth, which is the Holy Spirit. He is our comforter. He is our advocate. He is our strengthener. He's our standby. But it also says in John 16, 13, that he would show us things to come. And let me read this for you. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Friend, I have discussed quite rapidly, I might add, that God can speak to us. I want you to be aware of them. I want you to look up in the Word the types of ways God spoke to His children and understand that the Holy Spirit living inside of you is going to resonate with the Father and Jesus, which is the Word of God, are thinking towards you. And He will communicate it with you. But we've got to make time to listen, friend. We're in a society where there's so many electronic distractions, so many handheld devices, phones, iPads, Kindles, whatever else that is trying to grab our attention. But we need to prepare ourselves to hear the voice of God through the written word, through the still small voice, through the unction of the spirit and the desires of the heart. If you've had a desire even to leave your job and it's been there nagging for years, this could be God telling you to make a vocational change. Make yourself available for him to speak to you today and you will not be disappointed. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button 